Welcome to Flipping the Table on Learning, a podcast to help parents navigate online homeschool. I'm your host, Mandy Halgreen, CEO and head teacher at Tutoring with Mandy. We aim to provide quality schooling for students aged 9 all the way through to adulthood who wish to write their Cambridge O and A level examinations. These podcasts are designed to help you with advice, tips, and navigate the online homeschool world in a way that makes you feel like you have control and that you can trust that your child is getting the education that they desire. So let's dive into today's episode. In today's episode, we are looking at routines and creating timetables because that is a really big struggle. And I know... Um, a couple of months ago when I first started talking um, with parents about online school and COVID was impacting the area where I live, um, a lot of people were overwhelmed with how to create a routine, how to set things up, how to function and have a life when things were just so chaotic and up in the air. So one of the biggest things that you'll learn or that you might have seen is different types of homeschool um, approaches have different approaches again to uh, routines and timetables. So different approaches such as Charlotte Mason um, and more relaxed homeschool systems will not put so much emphasis and pressure on a timetable or routine and they'll really want to go with the child. So they would want the child to start exploring and learning at their own pace whereas others such as the approach we do here is more routine-based and structure-based based on the syllabus that we follow, which is Cambridge. And that has set um, rules and structures for children from the grades that we teach, which is grade four, all the way up to form six. So we do have a routine and a structure in place because of the syllabuses we follow. So when, whether you are using a structured syllabus-based homeschool or trying to put your own together, in this episode, we're going to cover routines and timetables and how you can use everyday activities as learning activities as well. So the first thing you need to do is see exactly when you get work from your homeschool system. Those of you that are with us at Tutoring with Mandy, you know exactly how things work and it's systematized and you know exactly how we run to give you that structure and routine. But at the same time, though your work comes at a set time, when you do it, it's different. Some of the students work in the morning, some of them work in the afternoon, others work in the evening because they might have a job. So when you've got your work from your specific or homeschool system, you have the choice now to go through it all and say, right, when am I free? How long do I want to spend on each subject or each topic? And what am I going to have to do to get all this work done? What amount of work do I have to put in to get this task or activity done? So that's a really good question to ask yourself when you get the work. And it does take some time away from actually doing the work, but if you know how long you need to spend on an assignment or a task or an activity, then you know what you can do each day or week or month to get that topic or task or subject matter done. For younger children, it's really helpful to have a Pomodoro technique um, routine for them. Now, this is a routine where you generally have four 25-minute sections broken up with a five-minute break in between. After you do four sets of that, you generally move on to having a half-an-hour break, and then you go back into the 25-minute cycle of work followed by a five-minute break. This is a really helpful routine, um, and you can go as low as 10-minute sessions with a five-minute break for four cycles, a half-an-hour break, and then back into the cycle. 
It especially is useful for children who have difficulty concentrating for periods of time, who are, are hyperactive or have ADHD or any other such learning challenge that makes it hard for them to sit still for a period of time. And the goal is obviously to work up to 25-minute sessions with a five-minute break. For some children, they use that five-minute break to do a physical activity. So maybe they do squats or push-ups or they walk around the house for five minutes or they go get a drink of water, they can use it as a toilet break, but it doesn't break up the learning. Hopefully they've used that 25 minutes to do part of an activity or a whole activity or majority of a task. And then when they come back, they've had a little bit of a break, they're refreshed and they can continue with their learning. So that's a really good task to use. For older students, they generally could use those 25-minute periods, or if they are able to concentrate for longer, they can go up to 45 minutes without needing a break. Generally, after an hour, the brain starts to get, not bored as such, but it needs a bit more stimulus. So students who are taking a long time to do an activity, they're encouraged after an hour to take a short break and then come back and move into a new activity or attempting to finish what they started before. When you're building a timetable, it's essential that you, you get the same work on a similar day each week. That enables you to build a timetable that's going to work. If you're not getting that right now, I would suggest reaching out to the people or the team that you are getting your homeschool stuff from and ask them, please, can we have a bit of structure to what we get because it helps me to help my child. And hopefully you're getting support and communication from the homeschool system that you're using to help you again with routine and structure. So you can also make sure that your child is in the same place at the same time each day. So maybe they're in the kitchen after breakfast. Maybe they are um, in the dining room. Maybe they're in their rooms. Wherever they are, make sure that they realize after breakfast or after lunch or whenever works for them that they are in that place and that is their school time. If you need to, take devices away so they don't get caught up in using things they don't need because they are in the way and they're being distracted. Sometimes they do need to use a device, but if it's possible, have it in an open area of the house where you can keep an eye on them to make sure that they're not actually being distracted by the device and are using it to make sure that their schoolwork is getting done. So everyday learning, what is that exactly? Now, everyday learning is where you take a task that you do all the time and you encourage your child to see how it is done. So this might be baking, this might be um, looking at through over your car to check the tire pressures or check engine oil levels or whatever it is. It's an everyday task that sometimes we take for granted that we are going to use as a teaching moment for our child. So, for example, if you're baking, having a recipe involves weighing and measuring and you know, your amounts and weights are numbers and it's a good teaching aid for your child to see how what they learn in school. Sometimes they're like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. Well, it does because you can't really have a recipe that works if you use too much flour or too much oil or whatever it is that you happen to be baking. So anything that you do, think about it in a way of, would this be something that I could teach my child? And use it as a way to build your relationship with your child and with the family as a whole. So you might be outside, maybe, <laughs> depending on your work as well, of course. And there might be a couple of birds, or you might hear some sounds, or you might see notice something outside. 
and it may be like, look, it, it's a five-minute thing. It, it would just encourage conversation. It would encourage us to chat together about something that, you know, might be taken for granted sometimes. And just look and engage your child in the work around them. Sometimes it's also encouraged that when your child gets work related to the outside world, such as looking at trees or plants or flowers, that they actually go outside and spend some time looking at what is in the outside world available to them. Of course, safety measures included. And see how they can have a look at things in the natural environment. To encourage them to be a part of the world around them. And also to encourage them that learning doesn't have to be in front of a computer or in front of a device. So creating a timetable. So for older students who have a structured learning system, sometimes it's really helpful for them to have a timetable. So you might set one up that looks as follows. Monday they do an hour of history, an hour of math, and an hour of English. The next day they do half an hour of math, they do science, and maybe they do a reading activity or they study, and so on. So you give them an actual timetable. Generally with a structured system, it's very easy to go through and list all the subjects your child has and then go and have a look at what they need to do each week and the due dates. Due dates really do help a structured learning system and your child stay on track with the syllabus that they're following so that they can get to the end of the year or towards their exams with suitable time to practice and study for their tests or exams. So... Having to go through everything that the child gets, say, on a Monday, for example, sometimes seems to take a long time. But once they know exactly how much work they have and when it's due, it's easy for them to take a piece of paper or to take their current timetable and have a look and see if it's going to work for that week and what they can do to get their activities and tasks done so that they can get their work done in a suitable amount of time. So if you're not currently doing any of these things we've mentioned, take some time to make some notes and then go through the work that your child gets, see what's been happening and what you can do to help them create a structure and routine to help them get their work done in the amount of time that they have to do any assignments. Remember, in any homeschool environment, it's very helpful to have communication channels with the teacher or school that your child is currently attached to. If you're finding that you're not happy with this system, or you'd like something to change, always reach out to the staff, teacher, or principal of this of the institution and communicate your concerns or worries to them so they can do their best to help you feel better about what they're providing and what you're getting. Because sometimes we don't realize what another person feels or experiences and it does help to get feedback. So I hope this helps you. And I would encourage you to build some sort of routine for your child because especially if they've done traditional schooling, they are very used to a routine. Being dropped off at half past seven, school starts at eight o'clock, my first lesson is such and such, then I move on to this lesson, I know my break is half past ten or anything like that. They are very used to a routine and as soon as they get into a new one, they feel confident and comfortable because it's what they're used to. So, in the show notes, you'll find links to contact us if you have any questions or queries, but I also hope that you take up any concerns you have with the homeschool party that you belong to, and then you can get yourself up and running with a routine and a timetable that suits you, your child, and the learning institution they are with.